Praise God. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go. Somebody say, on your belly. You shall go and you shall eat the dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. I want to minister a message this afternoon entitled, The Secret Weapon. The Secret Weapon. We're starting a brand new series today um, called Soul. Thank you, gentlemen. Called Soul. And uh, over the next um, several weeks, we're going to start journeying through the power of a seed. Um, if you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down. If you're not taking notes, everything begins with a seed. Everything begins with a seed. Your life, you began as a seed. Um, anything that you reap in life is connected to a seed that you sow at one particular time in your life. Everything begins with a seed. Oftentimes, we can miss out on the power of a seed. It's because a seed is extremely small. When you look at a seed, it doesn't show you great potential. When you look at a seed, um, you don't see all that it will produce. Most of us don't like the seed process. Um, we have even not realized that some of us are in seed form. That, that we don't look like what we're about to produce. But if we're planted in the right place, if, if, the, if, the, if the weather is correct for our process, our surroundings are correct for our process for us to become who we're going to become, if you just hold on a bit, you'll see the fruit that we will manifest right now. We're just a seed. Everything begins as a seed. You were walking in many of your yards today. You stepped on grass. Y'all like my grass? All grass, except this fake grass, began with the seed. Seeds are working all around us on a regular basis. And because we see seeds, we benefit from seeds, we would not eat some things if there were not produced from a seed. There are certain places and things that we would not have experienced without seeds in our life. We become so common with seed that we have not extracted all that we're supposed to get out of the seed that is in our hand. Everybody say seed. There's a fight that began in Scripture and I believe that the fight was not just about souls. Fight was not just about heaven and hell. The fight 
was about seed. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, let's go there. Genesis 3, verse 1, the Bible says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, seed number one, the enemy plants seeds in our head of doubt. Did God say? He realized if I can plant a thought as a seed in your mind, and if you water it by giving it energy, y'all don't want to work. If you water it by replaying it, it will produce what I desire for it to produce. Let me help you with this. Satan believes in seed time and harvest more than most of you Christians. Because some of you, as soon as you heard so serious, y'all made up in your mind. Oh, he about to preach about money for weeks. Tell the truth. You have prepared yourself. You said, I'm going to write out my envelope before I get here because you ain't going to convince me. That's because we only seen seed when it has to do with finances. But I want to deal with the seed that the enemy just sowed into this woman. The thought into her mind, did God say? God indeed said that you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. This is the process that we're walking through uh, on a regular basis where the enemy wants to steal the word of God from you. I told them in L.A. Um, this past week, as soon as you get out in, into, into, the, into your car, the enemy is coming to steal the seed. Before you could even, before you could drive out of the parking lot, some kind of distraction will happen today where the enemy will try his best to steal seed from you. Are you learning today? So, so he says, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Verse 2, the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. Really, I want you to see this scene. This whole scene is a seed scene. Trees, garden, fruit. But, the, uh, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Seed number two. That he's planting a seed, a thought, that's contrary to what God said. Let me help you with this. Here it is. Here it is. God gives you the seed. I will prosper you. The devil comes with the seed. I will make you poor. God doesn't mean that. You'll never have enough. You will always be like this. You will always live in this place. And so it is the war of seeds. Thank you, front row. I appreciate you. Uh, verse 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. For God knows 
that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open. In other words, he's trying to make her feel as if God had information he was withholding from her. See, number three, mistrust in God. Y'all don't want to work this word. See, number three, mistrust in God. The enemy's like, you, you, you sure? I'm thinking he held back something from you. I don't, I don't think. And many of us, we have gone through issues in life, and y'all sit there and look like that if you want to. What doubt has come in, and it's, listen to me, you got to be okay to admit you had problems in places of doubt because that's the time where God comes in to strengthen you. But some of us will be real enough to say, we were like, is he really real? Come on, y'all. Uh, come on. I, I know, I know y'all shouted. Y'all danced. You screamed. I said harvest time. Y'all like, ah! But just yesterday, you were like, mm, is the Holy Ghost really moving? Or is all of that stuff we do at church emotional? <laughs> the enemy does not want you to trust God. So he wars with you with seed. Just keep talking. Verse number six. So when the woman said that the tree was good for food, saw that the tree was good for food. Now I want you to get this. She didn't see that it was good for food at any other time until the seed was planted. I'm only going to have 25 people go with me today. I said she did not see that the food was good to eat or appeasing to her eyes until she germinated and gave time, energy, sunlight to the seed that the devil put inside of her. And because she gave it attention, rather than casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, she gave the thought energy. She fed the seed. So the seed produced in her something new. Now, what wasn't there before is there because of the seed. Okay. So that's for everybody that feels like, oh, you know, a thought is just a thought. It might have started off as just a thought. It might have started off as just a seed. But the moment you started giving it energy, that thing started producing stuff in your life that God never intended for you to produce. Oh, let me come on the affirmative. On the affirmative. On the other side of it, you got to begin to germinate and give energy to the thoughts that God gives you. Okay, we, some of us, it's not the problem that we're fighting the thoughts from the enemy. We don't embrace the thoughts from God. Um, so, um, so the woman took the fruit and she ate it. She also gave it to her husband and he ate. Now, I want you to notice there was no conversation between Adam and Eve. Do you see this? He just gave it to her, and she ate it. So you got to be careful who you marry. Because there's a connection 
of trust that comes through that tie once that marriage becomes ratified that you just believe that you can trust that spouse and that you're in there with that spouse and so some stuff you never ask about you just you just receive it and that's why you got to make sure you got the y'all quiet in here that's why you got to make sure you date the right one you got to make sure you get engaged to the right one because they may pass you something and you may end up eating the wrong thing There was no conversation. He just passed it to her and she ate. Verse 7, then the eyes of both of them were open. The seed that was planted in Eve ended up attacking both Eve and Adam. <laughs> so it really matters who I hang out with. I'm really guilty by association. Because if I'm in the wrong environment and certain seeds have been planted in you, and if I'm not paying attention and I'm just moving in trust with you, what the enemy sent to affect you ends up affecting me because I'm not managing my seed right. You're preaching, Sherman. And the eyes of both of them were open and they knew they were naked. Knew they were naked. They knew they were naked. They'd always been butt booty naked. They'd... They'd already been but naked. Are you understanding me? They'd already been. So, so what happened? What happened? What was, should have been a normal for them became a place of shame. When you take in certain seeds into your heart, into your mind from the enemy, he'll make you shameful of stuff you ought to be proud about. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I mean, stuff was jiggling everywhere, and, and I mean, it, 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 it was just going down. But it had been happening since they were created. Y'all don't read the Bible right. That's a problem. Oh, you understand me? Bras wasn't created yet. They got that new bra where you pull the string. Y'all seen it on Instagram. <laughs> High and lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory. It's all right to smile in church for all you religious people that can't smile at nothing. So they became to a place where they were ashamed of what God wanted. This is the first time that we saw people cover up their vulnerability. God always wanted you as his children to walk around, this is symbolic, naked, symbolic. This is a spiritual symbolism. <laughs> you come in here like that, we are sending you to the crazy house, and you 5150, straight up, okay? So don't come in here like that. But, but symbolically, he wants you to be bare. Am I helping anybody today? So that's for everybody that's hiding all their issues. Now for everybody who said, I'm just going to halfway come to this church. I like his preaching. He's charismatic. It's great worship, but I don't want to talk to nobody. And the reason why you don't want to talk to nobody is because you don't want nobody to see your dirty draws. But the fact is, we all got some. Y'all quiet in here. Y'all in here. Some of us are a little bit cleaner than the others, but we all got problems. 
don't like that truth. Verse number eight. And they heard a sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Why? The enemy had convinced them that there was something to be shameful. So that's why many of you can't worship. He hid himself, themselves from the presence of the Lord. So the devil made them feel like you are not worthy to be in his presence. You need to hide. I'm working this in here today. And some of us don't realize that that's the enemy's trick that he's playing on you. That because you had a problem or an issue or a situation, that you're not worthy to be in his presence. But I read a scripture that says nothing can separate me from the love of God. That's not a license to sin and live however way you want to. But it is an invitation to repent and to know that after I repent, I've got access to the presence of the Lord. And nothing can block me from my father. So, so I'm going to skip down because um, they started a conversation. I'll just paraphrase the rest. God's like, what is going on with you? Why are you hiding? Adam says, it's the woman. Particularly, he says, the woman you gave me. In other words, it is your fault. If you would have given me something else, I wouldn't be in this situation. Are you there? You are just like Adam, many of you. You blame God on why you're where you are. If I had a different set of parents, I wouldn't be in this situation. If you had allowed me to have a little bit more money, but the Lord makes it clear. We all, time and chance has been given to all. Time and chance has been given to all, and it's up to you what you do with it. said it was a woman. The woman says it was a serpent. It was a serpent that did it. And so God said, let's have a conversation. Uh, here's my real message just right here. All of that was just to bless you. Genesis 3.14 says, so God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than any beast of the field. Watch this. On your belly you shall go, which means that before this time he wasn't on his belly. <laughs> See, if you imagine a serpent the way that you've known serpents. See, that's why I try to tell y'all, y'all got to read it contextually. Because when you read the Bible, you read it through your westernized thing. You think about a little python snake that you saw at the zoo. You think about all this kind of stuff. No, 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 snakes didn't look like that. He cursed the snake to us, and y'all ain't even said nothing about the fact that the snake was talking. Y'all don't, don't want this today. Y'all want to stay where you at, huh? We ain't even talking about the fact. And there was a time, I ain't got time, I ain't gonna stay here long, but there was a time where there was walking, talking serpents. That to the belly you will go. In other words, I'm about to constrict where you can go and how fast you can get there. 
Hitherto, you had motion and ways that you were able to get to certain places at certain speeds. Now I'm going to slow your behind down to the belly you go. And I confine you to eating dust. Some of you gotten this revelation already, but I help you with some who have it. You were made out of? The serpent is a flesh eating individual. He wants to destroy you. He's been assigned to the dust. And this is why he is constantly after you. Because that's his assignment. Y'all not getting this today. He's been assigned to the dust. That's why you've got to get to a place where you become regenerated in Christ. And you become new. Because once you come into Christ, you've got authority over the thing that's been given. Y'all don't want to work with here. That's been given assignment to the things that are of the dust. On the belly. That's good news. Because some of y'all thought the serpent had more power than what you understood. Don't get me wrong. That fool got power, but he don't have more power than you. I'm going to get there. Slow down, Sherman. I'm going to get there in a minute. He, he, he don't have more power than you. You've been giving that fool too much credit. That fool is on his belly. Y'all, is quiet in here. Here you are. You've got motion. You've got ability both in the natural and in the spirit that Satan himself does not have. It was not just a natural condemnation. It was a spiritual thing as well. The serpent can only move at certain speeds that you have the ability to move at higher levels of speed. I told you last Last week that you are light. Do you understand how fast light moves? Light moves at a rate you will never understand. Why one minute you think you know it and it confuses you because it's gone that fast. Hit somebody until I move at the right rate. You, when you understand, the enemy has been cast to his belly. Somebody say to the belly you go. You thought, you, thought, you thought he was going to win. Some of you are in the room. You walked in here defeated. You couldn't even praise during worship because defeat came. You couldn't, you couldn't even receive the prophetic word I released upon entry to the pulpit because, because, because the enemy had convinced you that he had more power than what you had. But if I could get just about 100 people in this room today who will begin to trust in God and believe what he said to you and that you are bigger than what the enemy has tried to convince you that you are, there is more to me than what meets the eye. Are you getting this today? And so the Bible goes on to say, verse number 15, and I will put enmity, that word enmity, is now war. War. I will put war. Somebody say war. war. Between you and the woman. Watch this. And between your seed and her seed. The war of seeds. Before this moment, you have never seen war and conflict. The first instance of warfare and conflict in scripture was with the seed. <laughs> that seed became the weapon of choice that God equipped the woman with in order to be able to overtake her foe. 
He gave her seed. He gave her seed. There are all kinds of seed. It's not just financial seed. Uh, we can sow our time. We can sow our treasure. We can sow our talent. But whatever we sow, it is an example of us fighting the war and winning over our enemy. Some of us have not seen victory because you have not sown anything. I'm not talking about money. Time, talent, treasure. You have not seen victory because when enemy comes, when hard times come, you don't think so. You think selfishly. What can I get? When hard times come, you don't think so. You think call somebody. When hard times come, you don't think so. You think uh, prayer line. When hard times come, you don't think so. You think I need a prophetic word. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. When hard times come, you don't think you don't think so. You think I need to go on a twenty-one day fast. When trouble comes, you don't think so. You think, you think, you know what? You know what? I, I just need to go to as many services as I possibly can, and somehow I'm going to win the war. But apparently, God had a different plan for you to win the wars in your life. And the plan wasn't a 21-day fast, and you need to fast. The, 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 the plan was not as many services you can go to, and you need to be in church. The plan was for you to grab a hold of as much seed as you could and to sow it wherever you can. If you want to win the war, you better get you a seed in your hand. If you tired of where you are right now, I will start sowing for where I want to go. If you tired of living the life you live, you ought to find places to sow. Got a horrible marriage? Sow it to somebody who has a good one. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Want a car? Sow into somebody getting a car. You, you, wanna, you, 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 you want the next level? Sow into somebody that's in the next level. We spend more time hating on the people that are in the next level. We spend more time trying to talk about how they get what they got. That don't make no sense that they got that. And we spend so much time talking about people that you can't sow. Somebody get engaged in this church, you ought to be running to them, half of y'all. Y'all want to be married so bad? You ought to be here. I'm going to help you plan your wedding. Y'all ain't saying that you better sow. Y'all think I'm joking. I'm dead serious. Fight the war with your seed. So, so this is one of the first places I got to point out for you, and then I'm going to get out of here because I'm getting on some of your nerves. So here it is. You, you've got to evaluate and find out what seed you have in your hand? What seed do you have in your hand? What treasure, what talent? I want to make it practical so you can go home and implement something. What treasure, what talent, what time, what do you have in your hand? And whatever you have in your hand, how much of you are, are you sowing? How much of it are you sowing? Or have you embraced the spirit of poverty? 
that tells you you won't get more time back so you can't give it away. That tells you that if you give your talent away, that, that it's somehow it's going to be a, a bad thing for your life versus you being able to sharpen your gifts and go to the next level. That tells you that if you sow money, you'll never get any more money. So then you live in a place of poverty. Poverty holds on to what it has because it feels like it'll never have any more. We are warring against the spirit of poverty in San Bernardino. And some of us don't realize what God brought you to San Bernardino, even though you may not live in this area, but you go to church, or he brought you here to war against something that you actually ended up just receiving as your own. God connected you with something born out of San Bernardino because he wanted to teach you how to war against the spirit of poverty, but the spirit of poverty has now set on you and you've accepted it. helping anybody in here because if you can see from my perspective up here I mean half of this room look like I mean mercy seed seed so this is what he says about your seed bring the verse back up the last one um, I think it's 15 um, he says he says I'm gonna put war okay so this is my question for you and I've been using this word a lot I hope it doesn't offend you question for you today are you a punk or a soldier What are you? What are you? Okay? Because are you going to spend your time and your whole life crying about what isn't? Are you going to continue to just whine about the life that you would like to live? Are you going to continue to complain about how you wish things were right? Or are you going to blame God for the reason why you don't have it? Or are you going to make a decision that you're going to get up and do something about it? If you want your next level, I wish I had somebody holler, so! Sow a seed. I'll put enmity, I'll put war between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. So the enemy has seed and we have seed. It's the war of the seeds. This is what it says. It says, and I want to focus on the, the second part. It says, uh, 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 you shall bruise his heel. You shall bruise his heel. So, so this is what I want you to understand about the bruising of the heel. Write this down today. The bruising of the heel is temporary. Whatever the devil can do to you is temporary. Tell me, like, well, no, what if he took, what if I died? Temporary. Because we, we never really die. Uh, Y'all don't want that. Okay, let me move on. Everything the enemy can ever do to you is temporary. So if it's temporary, why do we treat everything he does, a lot of things he does, as permanent? Why are you tripping out like it's going to always be that way? Some stuff you were only, a guy that only allowed for the enemy to come in, and really he was a, he was, he was a bulldog on a, on, a, on a leash, and he allowed him to come in and to allow certain things to happen, but because you just owned it and stayed there, it lasted longer than what he was supposed to be. So, so he says, he says, you're going to, you, you're going to, he's, they're going to bruise your, your heel. You're, you, you, you're going to bruise their heel, rather. It'll be temporary. But then the scripture says, but look at this. He said, you shall, go back, please. It says, it says that you shall bruise his head. If you study the scripture, there are two different Hebrew words. The word there talking about the enemy's head being, being bruised actually means to crush. 
The enemy has the ability to bruise. You have the power to crush. I really... I, meaning that the blow that you give is a fatal blow. The, 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 the bruise that the enemy creates, Jasmine, is temporary. But, the, but when you come and crush his head, it is fatal. And the way that you're able to be able to take him out is through one way, your seed. God has given you everything you need to win the war in your life. You don't need another connection. You don't need some more money. You don't need X, Y, and Z. You've got enough seed in your hand to crush the devil right where he is and to go to the next level you're supposed to go to. I want to start a riot in this joint some people who make a decision I am no longer going to complain about where I've been and how I've been but I'm about to sow my seed seed somebody say seed well if seed has the power to do all of this so this is what I want you to write down you've got to protect your seed you've got to protect your seed you can't, I'll get further in this as the series goes along, but whatever seed, remember treasure, talent, right? Time. Whatever kind of seed that you're sowing, you got to protect it. That means I got to check the ground I sow it in. So everything can have my time because my time is my seed. And if I give my seed to the wrong ground, I have now wasted my seed that was already designated for the right ground. <laughs> Protect your seed. It matters three things that I want to give you them out of your hair. It matters what you sow. Write that down. It matters what you sow. Galatians um, chapter... I want to say, I'm going to tell you where it is. Galatians 6, I believe. Let's go to Galatians 6 and verse number 7. Galatians 6 and 7, yes. The scripture says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever, somebody say whatever, a man sows, that shall he also reap. Let's deal with this. You sow gossip, you reap gossip. So some of us have felt like we haven't been in harvest time, but the truth is you are in harvest time. I thought seed time and harvest worked. Yeah, you in harvest time? You're reaping exactly what your butt sowed. 
Somewhere along the line, you decided to be a big, huge gossiper and to put people's name in your mouth. And that's why everybody at your job talk about your tail. That's why everybody, y'all don't want this truth. That's why everybody at your job got something to say about you because you are in harvest time. I know now you're trying to do better, trying to be better, and you thought that harvest wasn't going to come to you. But the reality is that's why you got to protect your seed to make sure you don't sow it at the wrong place. What you sow, it matters where you sow. Write that down, it matters what you sow. Verse 8, for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. It matters where I sow. It matters where I sow. You can't just sow your seed any kind of place. So it matters what I sow, and it matters where I sow. And not only that, it matters how I sow. Next verse, verse 9 says, let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we will reap, but we won't reap. If we faint, you're only going to reap if you don't lose heart. <laughs> so of the harvest that God has for you, it matters how you sow. It matters how you plant what you're supposed to plant in your life. So the question on the table, play something softly because these people are ready to go home. Listen to me. It matters. It matters. What kind of seed? That's the question. What kind of seed do you have in your hand? What kind of time? What kind of treasure? What kind of talent? Am I sowing? Or am I holding on to the seed God has given me? You've got an enemy you want to defeat? Get a seed in your hand. You got a devil that you want to take out? Get a seed in your hand. Seed of time, treasure, or talent. Because the truth is, only seed breaks cycles. Ask any woman who got a little nervous when the time came. Because her cycle did not come. She started looking at her calendar, trying to figure out when was the last time. Y'all didn't say nothing. She started counting days because she was a little confused. Many of us went and took a little test, and we found out a seed came. And because the seed came, the cycle stopped. You want to break some cycles? Plant a seed. You want to change your family line? Plant a seed. You want to shift cities? Plant a seed. Some of us, we look at the city and we're like, I hate how dirty it is. When was the last time you sold some time cleaning up the streets? If you don't like it, if we got enough people sowing seeds of cleaning the streets of San Bernardino, it will look mighty pretty. Sow a seed. Doesn't matter where you are in life. 
doesn't matter what's going on in your life. All of us have seed. The power of a seed is that no matter how small the seed is, the smallest of seeds will produce for us far beyond what we could have ever imagined. Nobody ever thinks if they plant a watermelon seed that they're going to reap the size melons that they would reap. The enemy wants you to think your seed is unimportant. Wants you to look at what's in your hand and wants you to make you feel like it's nothing. But if you use the power of that seed, you can transform your entire life and you'll leave enough not just for yourself, but you'll have enough to share. I need about 20 people that are ready to start sowing their seed, to stand on their feet right now and lift their hands as a sign that I'm about to loose what's in my hand. I'm about to loose what's in my bounty. I'm about to loose what's in my, in my storehouse. I'm about to loose it right now. And right where you are right now, just begin to make a fresh commitment to be a seed sower. That you're about to war with your seed. Come on. That you're about to war with the Lord is locked inside of you. That you're about to war with God is locked inside of your life. Your time, your talent, your treasure. The spirit of poverty will not lay hold of you. Come on. You begin to make a confession today that poverty has to go to hell from which it came. But this is the day that you're going to begin to walk in the liberty of Christ Jesus and you're going to begin to walk in the place of being a seed sower. You're going to change your family line. You're going to change your city. You're going to change your neighborhood through the power of sowing and reaping. I declare over you, you're becoming a warrior of seed. You're becoming a warrior of seed. You're becoming a warrior of seed. Come on church, worship into that moment let that revelation hit you I am a warrior I've got seed I am a warrior I've got seed I am a warrior I've got seed I break poverty off of your mind I break poverty off of your heart I break poverty off of you you have enough to give away you have enough to share you will go to the next level you're going to be the lender not the borrower above not beneath come on come on it's your time come on worship him come on worship him he's cracking it open for you he's cracking it open for you he's cracking it open for you He's cracking it open for you. He's cracking it open for you. Let that revelation hit your soul. Let that revelation hit your mind. I'm a sea sower. I'm a warrior. I'm a sea sower. I'm a warrior. I'm a sea sower. I'm a warrior. I'm about to take what's in my hand and destroy the head of the enemy. He might bruise my heel, but I will crush his head. To the belly, the devil goes. 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 But I arise in power. I arise in strength. I arise in glory. I arise in fervor. I arise.